wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to have our final labor dispute episode because it's finally coming to an end today. And this episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. You can go to BiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. Get $10 off your first order. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. BiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. Get $10 off. The labor disputes have seemingly come to an end. Now, for full transparency, I'm recording this at noon on Tuesday. It will not be made official until about 5.30 on Tuesday. So... This could all backfire, as it has many times in the past with baseball throughout this process. But here's the deal. They're going to agree to the March agreement. It took us three months to settle on the March agreement. And throughout this process, I have been so hard on the owners, and rightfully so. By no means are they now... Are, are they now exonerated? By no means have, have I changed my opinion on the owners. However, on this episode, if you'll bear with me one more time as we talk about labor disputes, I'm going to dive into the players. Because they, they had this big win and wear campaign. They, they tried to do the right thing. And yet again, Tony Clark gets bent over the barrel and showed the 50 states. Yet again, he goes into a negotiation and he gets embarrassed. He puts out 50 million statements and it takes him three months to settle on what they agreed to in March. And I just want to read you some tweets from Trevor Bauer. And I know that Trevor Bauer has become a polarizing figure with the MLB. Some of the stuff he does annoys me as well, but these tweets are spot on. He starts by saying, so we as players gave up the shares of, of playoff money, we gave up eliminating the qualifying offer for 2021, which of course is, is basically, uh, you know, well, it is in free agency whenever you extend the qualifying offer, the team that signs you owes your team the draft pick, so it makes you as a player less, less appealing because you'd have to give up a draft pick to sign you. Uh, they gave up the right to eliminate that in 2021. They gave up paycheck advance forgiveness. They gave up COVID-19 protections and they give up protections for non-guaranteed arbitration contracts for next year in order to hold on to our right to file a grievance. They gave all of that up so that way they can file a grievance. What is the grievance going to bring? What is the grievance going to do? Is the grievance going to be worth all that you gave up, Tony Clark? And he continues. 
If there's going to be a fight, the time is the, the time to fight is not now. The time to fight is after the 2021 season when the new CBA is negotiated. Five years of potential change. At the most, we're doing irreparable damage to our industry right now over rules that will at most last 16 months. WTF kind of sense does that make? So he's spot on. We just went back and forth as a sport. You know, baseball as a sport went back and forth for rules and stipulations that would at most impact the game 16 months. And throughout that process, not only did it delay the season, but it also turned a lot of people against baseball. I'm here to tell you right now, this season is scheduled to start on June 24th. And later on the show, we'll talk about how that could still not happen. But if I was a casual fan, if I did not get paid to talk about baseball, if, if I was a casual fan in this situation, if I was even you listening, who's been a diehard baseball fan your whole life, I'm sure, and baseball's starting the same time the NBA is, it's starting the same time the MLS is with Sporting Kansas City, I don't know if I'm picking to watch baseball. After what they just did throughout this process, how ugly these negotiations got, how what bad optics it brought onto the sport, and the fact that as we'll get into this season will not be a legitimate baseball season. This season will be a farce. This season will not matter. It will not stand the test of time. It's ridiculous. And then Trevor continues. He says, it's absolutely the death for this industry to keep acting the way we've been. Both sides. We're driving the bus straight off the cliff. How is it good for anyone involved? COVID-19 is already a lose-lose situation, and we've somehow found a way to make it worse. It's incredible. And that is the absolute truth. Somehow, in the worst climate in American history, we found a way, you know, the sport of baseball, to compound the problem. The NBA today announced that they have agreed to the prorated contracts. They've agreed to the new CBA stipulations within their CBA to to combat the you know, the shortened season because of COVID. They did all of that negotiating behind closed doors. What did we know as a public, you know, as a general public? We knew when the sport was going to start. We knew who was going to be there whenever the sport started, and we could look forward to that. We didn't know the money aspect until after it was over. And that's the difference between a a well-ran sport and a terribly-ran sport. That's the difference between a thriving sport and a dying sport. So Trevor Bauer, again, you can think whatever you want to about him in general, but he is spot on with this. And he's been a guy who has been involved with this as a player, obviously. But the biggest part of all of this, the most frustrating part for the players who went on about when and where, to ultimately settle on the March agreement, and they gave up, okay, throughout these negotiations, they had the opportunity to get shares shares of the playoff money to eliminate the qualifying offer, to get paycheck advance forgiveness, to get COVID-19 protections, to get protections for non-guaranteed arbitration contracts, and they gave all of that away. Expanded postseason, they gave it away, which gets way more money if you expand the postseason. They gave it away in order to hold on to their right to file a grievance. They gave all of it away to file a grievance. After the last CBA 
Tony Clark got absolutely killed in the negotiations. He was fighting for stuff like, well, they got to have two seats on the bus for spring training. You, you can't you can't put two guys in the same row. You need you need to give the veterans space. You need to take multiple buses. That's what he was fighting for. Meanwhile, the owners got everything that they wanted by giving him stuff like personal chefs in the clubhouse. So he got absolutely destroyed unequivocally in the last CBA agreement. And again, he shows how awful he is with these negotiations. Whenever we negotiate the 2021 CBA, I do not expect Tony Clark to be there. I don't expect him and his 5,000 statements to be in that room with Rob Manfred. I, I don't see how any player can look at what happened, can look at the situation, and feel comfortable with Tony Clark leading the way. Again, they ultimately settled on the March agreement. So think about that for a second. Think about what you've heard about this sport from me, from anyone else you listen to about baseball. Think about the the turbulation. Think about the animosity. Think about everything that's happened these last three months to ultimately settle on the agreement that you signed like a week after COVID started. A week after COVID delayed your season. That's what you reverted back to anyway. So what was this all for? Was it worth dragging your sport through the mud? And again, if you're a casual fan out there and and you want to turn your back on baseball, I totally get it. Because what they did in the public eye while people are dealing with much bigger issues is despicable. Was it worth holding on to that grievance? And what are you planning to get out of that grievance? Because they're going to win the grievance. Make no mistake about it. I'm being really hard on Tony Clark and the players right now, but they're absolutely positively going to win the grievance. The question is, what are you going to get out of that grievance to make it worth it? It's it's just infuriating. If we settled on the March agreement and we did that earlier this month, we could be playing baseball on the 4th of July. You could have a whole month of only your sport on the big stage. At the earliest now, you're going to start on July 24th. Basketball starts on July 30th. I promise you, any person in the middle that's looking for a sport to start back up doesn't really care about either sport. You know, it's not a diehard basketball fan, not a diehard baseball fan, just kind of looking for entertainment. They're going to basketball once it starts. You could have changed that. You could have started in, in July 4th, had a month before the NBA starts, brought that to somebody's daily routine, kept it in someone's daily routine, and then they're yours. They're your fan. They're going to pick you because it's a part of their daily life now. Instead, you squandered that chance and you lost some casual fans. And casual fans is the difference between the NFL and the NBA. Casual fans is the difference between the NBA and the MLB. Casual fans is the difference between the MLB and the NHL. Casual fans are what matters. Me and you, we don't matter. Because if you're listening to this podcast right now, you love baseball. And you're going to watch anything that they give you. 
I'm hosting this podcast right now, and as mad as I am at this process, I'm going to watch baseball no matter what they give me. But that's not how you grow the sport. You grow the sport with the casual fans. The NBA's done a great job of, of getting casual fans. The NFL's done a phenomenal job of getting casual fans. The MLB has not. Baseball has not. It's truly ridiculous what, what's been going on with the sport of baseball. To ultimately settle on the March agreement is just stupid. It's stupid. We'll get into what that March agreement is after the break, but first I got to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. I love all of the flavors of Built Bar. It's, it's low calorie, low carb, low sugar, high in protein. It's perfect for pre-workout, post-workout. It's also great as a meal replacement. I use them as breakfast. It's so great. I love the banana nut bread flavor. I also love any flavor that has peanut butter in it because of that 100% chocolate coating on the outside. So it's been awesome to have Built Bar as a sponsor and, and to order these Built Bars. And again, if you do want a pack of Built Bars yourself, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, get $10 off that first order because you will not regret it. Again, low low sugar, low carb, low calorie, high protein, everything you need in a protein bar. And most importantly, unlike most protein bars, it goes down smoothly. There's no terrible aftertaste. It is great. It's the perfect protein bar that you need to get your hands on. BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off. I want to talk about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the perfect place to go get all of your auto part needs because they've been a family-owned business for 20 years serving customers online. 20 years ago, you had no idea how to work an email address, but you could have been buying all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com 20 years ago. But what better time than now to start? Get everything you need from rockauto.com, including engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts your car will ever need. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So the next few days here, we're going to be spending it talking about actual baseball because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. We're going to move on from the negotiations, but I ragged on the owners and a lot of you sided with the owners. So it was only right that I come on here and point out when the players did something wrong in these, in these negotiations. But here's the bottom line. They revert back to the March agreement, which we just talked about how stupid that is. But the March agreement includes a 60-game season with no expanded postseason, with the universal DH, and the most ridiculous rule of all time. This year... According to John Heyman, the MLB is planning to use minor league rules with a runner on second in extra inning games. This will shorten those extra inning games if you start automatically with a runner on second. This is to avoid those 15-inning marathons, those long games. And it's what I've been saying all along. How, how far down this road do we have to go before it's no longer baseball. 10% of games go into extra innings, and now 10% of games will be decided because a runner starts on second. 
So how far do we have to go this season between 60 games, between the universal DH, between the regional schedule, between the starting runners on second? How far do we have to go this season before it's universally agreed upon that this season does not matter? That this season means nothing. You're out of your mind also if you don't think that a star player is going to test positive throughout this 60-game season. And in a 60-game season, if you lose a, a key piece of your lineup for 14 days, you can basically put a fork in your team. You can't survive the 60-day DL. You can't even survive the 14-day DL. IL, excuse me. This is absolutely insane. We're getting further and further and further away from baseball. Now, the universal DH, I'm all for. The regional schedule, I'm all for because given the circumstances, if you're not going to do a bubble, you have to do regional games. You can't have people flying west coast to east coast and doing all this stuff. You just can't. However, I'm not sure if any sport can survive not doing a bubble. Miami, where the Marlins play, is a hotbed. Florida in general, that hosts two ball clubs, Tampa Bay and Miami, is a hotbed. Your roster is going to be comprised of, what, 40, 40 guys, you think? Considering that there's no minor leagues, considering that there's no spring training to get ramped up, considering all of those factors, you're going to need a ton of guys on your active roster. You know, 40 to 50 guys. Do you trust every single person to a man on every single team, including the coaching staff, to do the right thing? To do everything in their power not to get the coronavirus? Do you trust every single player? And I will point out that even if you do the right thing 100% of the time, you can still contract this virus. But to put this in perspective for you, Look at Houston. Their manager is Dusty Baker. If you look at the, the statistics, if you look at this virus, if you look at the death rates, Dusty Baker is in a high-risk category. It would only take one Astros player in the state of Texas, which is completely open right now, it would only take one Astros player to accidentally contract the virus and bring it back to Dusty Baker for baseball to have trouble on their hands. There's many more like that around the sport. This is a serious this is a serious point in time for baseball. This is a serious point in time in the world and this is a serious virus and I know that somehow that's become you know that's become controversial to say, but the bottom line is there are still a lot of hurdles to clear. And you know what? It reverts back to this negotiation being even more frustrating because these hurdles of the coronavirus and possibly playing in a bubble and things like that, this should have all been decided way back when. We shouldn't even thought about money or thought about stuff like that in these negotiations because this is not a new CBA. This is the coronavirus that's what stopped this season, not a strike. 
And to just now be thinking about the coronavirus is pretty silly. And look, they're, they're probably going to sign off on some protocols and have baseball this year. Uh, but my question is, how long are we going to get to play? How long can we play if the numbers keep rising in all of these areas? I, I think it would be smart for baseball to just go ahead and play in a bubble, to just go ahead and go to Arizona. You know, you have all those spring training sites play most of your games at like 11 central time you know, before the sun really gets bad. And then you can play, you know, at Chase Field inside the Dome. You can play a couple games there each night as kind of primetime matchups for TV purposes. But it doesn't seem like that baseball is going to do that. So the bottom line is they've gotten past the idiotic negotiations. They've gotten past the statements. They've gotten past the, you know, prorated salaries. And now you move on to what ended the season and that's coronavirus. How are they going to combat that? Some places are better, or some places are less infected than others. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And I promise you that, that you know this was the last somber episode until we get some bad news. So tomorrow, we're going to look at this season for what it is. We're going to look at this season from the Royal standpoint and what it can do for Kansas City in what they can do in these 60 games if they can have a chance to make the postseason and everything that goes into it. So tomorrow is all about baseball. As long as at 5.30 we don't get a Jeff Passan tweet saying that, this, that the season is canceled again, as long as the season has been voted on and approved like we all expect it to be, then tomorrow is all about baseball. That's it. No negotiations, no bad stuff, just baseball. So you can look forward to that on tomorrow's show. Again, I'm Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.